just I want to begin by reminding you of the two verses that uh, Sarah read earlier, uh, actually just a verse from each of those. First of all, from Luke 21. Each day, Jesus was teaching in the temple, and all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. And then from Acts chapter 2, all the believers continued to meet together in the temple courts. On the basis of these words of scripture, and in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who has chosen each one of us to be his own, my brothers and sisters in faith. Each morning, I have an exercise routine. I, one of the things I do is ride on an exercise bicycle. Well, to be perfectly honest, it's a QB as seen on TV. And I'm on there for about a half an hour, and while I'm there, I check my emails on my phone, and if I still have time, I play a couple of games. Every once in a while, while I'm playing a game, I'll get a notification of something, and I just ignore them. I'm not about what that is. I just want to pass the time. And for some reason, early this week, I got one of those notifications on one of the games, and I thought, I should see what this is. And so I hit the little thing, and it showed up, and there was, I got a badge. <laughs> I got a badge for playing this game 10 days in a row. But what was really interesting to me was that underneath the icon of the badge, it said this, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. I had to smile because it was so fitting for this series that we are in, looking at the habits that Jesus had and seeing if we can follow those so we can become more like Jesus. I exercise because I have back trouble. I have degenerative discs. That's been going on for 50-some years more, before most of you were born. And I'm exercising because one of the doctors early on sent me to a therapist. And the therapist worked with me for a while and then gave me an exercise routine that I could do at home. And I thought, really? And he said, if you force yourself to do this, for about six months, he said, it'll become part of your life. And it has. I do that morning and night every day. In fact, a few months ago, my wife said to me when I was doing my evening routine, or I said to her when I was doing my evening routine, do you think I'd still be doing this when I'm 80? which is just a couple years away, and her response was, 
I hope so. What surprises me is that so many people think that habits are bad or negative. And the author of our book, at the very beginning, talks about the habits, routine things we can do each day that have great benefits. Uh, he mentions four. One of them is daily exercise. I felt pretty good. Another one is tracking what you eat. Another is making your bed every morning. And the fourth one was flossing your teeth. How'd you do? What are your positive habits? What are your good habits? We're not going to focus on our, we all have bad habits, but what are your good habits? What are the positive things you do routinely? Think about it just for a moment. Try to list a couple in your mind. Is one of them going to church? Is one of them going to church? So many times in my ministry, people have said to me, well, pastor, you shouldn't go to church out of habit. I'd say, why not? You brush your teeth out of habit. Should you stop brushing your teeth? Because it's a habit? Why not? There are days when I don't want to do my exercises. But I do them because I know that it helps. I know that it's beneficial for me. There are days when I really don't have time. We might get home from some event late in an evening and I'll say to Bonnie, I'm not going to do my exercises tonight. And a little while later, she says, where are you? And I'm doing my exercises. <laughs> because it's just part of what I need to do. I know how important it is. And it's become a priority in my life. So habit five is choose church. Why? How is it helpful? How is it beneficial? Why should it be a priority in our lives? Well, I think there are a lot of reasons. I'm going to start with one that's very simple and very basic. Because God said so. It's as simple as that. The third commandment says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. If you look at the Tom Knoll translation of the Bible, it says, go to church. <laughs> as parents, or as children, you heard your parents tell you to do something, and you might have questioned, and they said, because I said so. And that was good enough. And our heavenly parents, says so because he knows it's good for us 
because he knows it's what we need, because he knows that it's beneficial. So he tells us to go to church. One of the phenomena in our society today is that parents will say, well, I'm going to wait till my children are old enough to choose to see if they want to do this. Said, oh, did you do that with school too? And of course not, but somehow church has this different thing, even though God says one of the commandments is go to church. And yet we don't see that as important. Why not? As Sarah said at the beginning, it should be what we do on Sunday morning or Saturday night or whatever day of the week you have chosen or have worship, that you're there. It's just what we do. Parents will say to me, Pastor, how do I get my kids to come to church? And my response begins with asking them a question. And that question is, how did they find out there was an option? It's just what we do. Because, first of all, God said so. But there's so many other reasons. Why do we gather here? Because here, the word of God is read and explained and applied to our lives. Why? Because here, the sacrament is celebrated. Here we gather for communion, for coming into union, for coming together to receive the very body and blood of Jesus Christ, or for baptisms. Why do we come to church? The writer to the Hebrews says it this way in Hebrews chapter 10. He writes, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. It's not surprising that we often take a very selfish attitude towards church. You hear people say things like, well, I didn't really get anything out of that sermon today. Or, well, you know, I can be a good Christian without going to church. Or, or there's all sorts of things. Have you ever thought that maybe you ought to come to church because someone else needs to see you there? Can you imagine walking into this room some Sunday morning and it's 10 o'clock and it's time for the service to begin and you're the only one sitting in one of the chairs? Somehow you wouldn't get much out of it, would you? You'd feel a little awkward. We need other people around us. When do people love to come to church? Christmas and Easter. 
of course, for the celebration, but because there's so many people there. And it's so uplifting and so special. I will never forget, though it's many years ago, we went as uh, chaperones to a youth gathering in San Antonio, Texas. And sitting in that auditorium with 30,000 people all praising and worshiping God, it was amazing. We need one another. I like to see church as the pep rally. It's where we build each other up, encourage one another, get each other enthused because the big game is coming. That big game is what we live the other six and a half days of the week. It's called life. And we need that encouragement. And think about it this way. Think about going to a sporting event, to a big game. And how wonderful it is to be with the crowd. When Bonnie and I started our life together in New York, we, we were New York Knickerbocker fans. And one time in the years we were there, we sprung for tickets to Madison Square Garden, sat up in nosebleed heaven, but being there in that crowd with the enthusiasm was just so uplifting. It was so amazing. And that's what this experience should be. It should lift us up. It should encourage us. It helps to see that there are other people who believe as we do, who are on the same team, so to speak in the same family, as someone said. Gathering, building ourselves up to worship, to serve, to live that life out in the world that we are called to live. We need help. And we need encouragement. And we need strength. So we, we gather for worship. The first, the very first habit that was in our book was commit to community. And part of that commitment is being in worship. Now, of course, with COVID, with the pandemic, that wasn't possible. And for some people, it still is not possible because of health concerns or, or distance problems. There's other reasons. What a blessing that we have the technology that allows us, even when we can't be physically present, to still be here, to be in this place, to be able to see if you're watching on a screen that there are other people there. You're not sitting at home alone. You've got a whole group of people that is gathered, and you're with that group. And the important thing for those of you watching and for those of us that sometimes choose to watch is that we commit to watching and being there for that whole service, despite all the distractions that are there at home, that we really invest ourselves in that worship. Choose church. Because God said so. 
because here the word and the sacraments are offered. Because here we can gather with our family and find encouragement to live our lives as his children in this world. And yet, we come up with all sorts of reasons why we can't be there. We come up with all sorts of rationalizations to justify the fact that we're not in church every week. I was shocked to read as I was studying for this that in recent polls about church attendance, they have downgraded the definition of regular from once a week to once a month. That's stunning. And I haven't even talked about the most important reason that we're here. And someone mentioned it at the beginning. We are here to worship and praise the God who loves us and gave his son to worship that son who made us his priority, who lived his life following all the directives of his Father's will, including, as we saw in our text, being at the temple, being at synagogue regularly, daily even, the Son, who gave his all for us, died on a cross to free us from our sins, rose again to assure us of life, and now Thursday was Ascension Day, went back into heaven so that he could watch over all of us and send us his Holy Spirit, whom we worship and praise because it is the Spirit who works through word and sacrament to build us up, to strengthen us in our faith, to keep us in that faith. We come to worship. It should be our priority to give, what is it, an hour, a week? to the one who gave his life for us? My friends, it's the least we can do. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I want you to think about your church attendance. Pretty obvious, I guess. How's it going? What are the things that keep you from being here every week or from watching on TV every week? What's more important to you than coming for one hour a week to worship the one who gave himself for us.
And the real question is, whatever your pattern is, how can you improve? What could you do better? Think about those things.